What is up, everyone? Welcome to the wild card round uh, edition of the Fantasy Points matchup live stream here. I'm John Hansen, Greg Cosell, Adam Kaplan standing by with our guy Ben Kukanis on the other side of the glass. Six games to get to here. And Greg Cosell, of course, the senior producer and analyst on the matchup show on ESPN has been all through it. Mr. Kaplan, of course, doing his thing as well. So we'll kick it off here, guys. The analysis starts with the Vegas Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. And starting with the Bengals, Greg, I know you've been uh, observing Joe Burrow uh, big time and, um, you know, the, the head coach, the play caller here, Taylor, has been a lot more aggressive. Uh, they're throwing a lot more on early downs. You know, Joe Mixon in this first matchup got 30 carries. Uh, do you think they continue – that trend of being more aggressive in this matchup against a pretty good secondary. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, and uh, because I went back uh, this week and looked at the week 11 game, cause that was not that long ago, week 11, you know, it wasn't as if it was week two or three. And that was a very odd game for the Bengals offense. Joe Burrow's longest pass completion in that game was 17 yards. Mm. And he did take a couple of shots to chase, but Brandon Faison did a really good job. He played Chase really well because one thing, John and Adam, that the Raiders do is with their corners, they play boundary and field. So Faison will be the boundary corner and Haywood will be the field corner. So they don't travel. They play boundary and field. But uh, Chase is predominantly the boundary X receiver. Right for the uh, Bengals, but it was a very odd game. Burrow had 20 completions for less than 150 yards. That's almost hard to do. Um, so obviously everybody has, has been speaking about Burrow based on the last three, four weeks and deservedly so. And I'd be very surprised guys, if this game played out exactly the same, but you know, that pass rush of the Raiders versus that O-line, that yeah. is not a good one-on-one -on -one pass protecting O-line. And that um, that will be a factor in this game. How was it yeah, you could matchup? argue, I guess, Greg, to your point there, that the Raiders are pretty well equipped to slow these guys down because they've got three pretty good corners. You're talking face on out there, likely on chase more than half the time. Yeah. Casey Hayward and Nate Hobbs covering, you know, when they're man to man, uh, Tyler Boyd in the slot here. So maybe it is a Joe Mixon game again. I guess we'll see because, you know, that game, if people just pull up the box score and look, it was 30-13, but it was 16-13 until there were five minutes left in the fourth quarter when Burrow hit Chase for a touchdown. So that was a very close game and, and kind of a physical game. It was, it, it was really kind of a fun game to go back through again because obviously it was week 11. So I, I looked at all my notes, but I still wanted to go back and look at some plays. Yeah. And Adam, it's, uh, oh, look, it's amazing. Uh, the playoffs are upon us. And all of a sudden, I look at the practice report. Everyone's a full participant. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah they're all, they're all go. Oh, you know, I should mention with, with Brandon Faison, what's interesting is, like, the Chargers really did not feel that when Staley took over that he'd be a good fit for their scheme. So what happened is Gus Bradley, who's now coaching. Right, right, right. It's just funny how that happened because the Chargers didn't want him. He was on the practice squad. Think about it. He's now starting. Uh, off of another team's practice squad, but he's brought in for scheme. So as Greg said, you know, they, they play that cover three. You've been saying it all season. Do they ever play anything but cover three? They oh do. yeah. No, no. It's funny. Uh, they, they've 
played a lot more cover one as the season oh. has gone on. I mean, relatively speaking to their scheme, they, sure. they, they don't play cover one, you know, among the highest percentages in the league. They're still a lower percentage relative to other teams, but sure. they've played more man. Um, and uh, they're, they're, they're high percentage single high. That's what we should say. So they play with a single high post safety and either play cover three or cover one once in a while, depending on uh, situations. I'm sure they they could play split safety. And then there's always they don't blitz much. But when they do, there's always blitz coverages, which are different than just your normal coverages. Did uh, Burrow take any? Uh, you mentioned he took uh, he took some he took deep two shots to chase one in the yeah. end zone and then just one, you know, in the field. And Faison, on both occasions, played him really well. Wow. Amazing. I mean, if they're single high, I mean, they'd probably do that again, right? Of course they will. Yeah. I think they're going to – I could be totally wrong. And, again, I'm not a good prognosticator. I think the Bengals will try to be aggressive uh, early and see how – I don't think the Bengals are going to come out and try to play close to the best. Yeah, I, makes I, a lot I think of they're sense. going to come out and try to be aggressive and see how it goes. Because Faison is a guy that you would think – now, I, as you – and I give him credit, and you just pointed out how well he played in that game. And he's been a great story. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. He's he's in there because of the scheme and the, from you know because of Bradley's relationship with him. But that would be a guy I would think of of their corners of who they're going to put out there that they should probably go after, right? And they will go yeah. after him, and they'll yeah. see how he does. You know, yeah, don't so forget. I, I mean, he does have traits because he is long and yeah. athletic. I think he, Adam, you may remember. I think when he came out of Virginia Tech, was he a fourth round pick? No, he was actually not drafted. He was not drafted? Nope. Undrafted. You know for three. sure? Yep, I'm looking at it. He wasn't drafted. Wow. Yeah. Isn't he yeah. listed at like six feet, six one, though? Six one. Well, the funny thing is, yeah. immediately, he did so I, – I just remember because I was at their training camp. I, I didn't know much about him, and I, I remember talking to their coaches there. said, oh, yeah, he's been a story at camp. He, he's probably going to make a roster, and he did. Um, but, again, he's he didn't fit what they're doing there with, uh, with Brandon Staley, so – Good story. Interesting. Yeah, they also, he, by the way, guys, I, I know you saw this and know this, but they also have Jesmond Trufant out there. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it because he was so bad for the Lions, uh, you know, and the, who, who, he was also with another team earlier. This, who, was, who was he with in training camp? Detroit, uh, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, you're yes, talking about. He went, yes, but he also went, so after they cut him, he went somewhere else and he got cut. Atlanta? Uh, well, that's oh. where he started. I'll, I'll, that's I'll know where he about started, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. know yeah. about 10. Anyways. I could not believe it. Did he look good, Greg? Oh, oh Desmond Trufant. Orleans, with the Saints. Saints cut him. Saints cut him. Yeah. And Bears cut him, too. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. How did he look? Well, he, he yeah, how did he look, Greg? Because he, he, he got some snappage last week. Yeah, I, I didn't notice him one way or the other, so that means he didn't look either good or bad. <laughs> okay. Let's put it no. this way, guys. Yeah. I talked to someone who coached him and said he was the greatest guy in the world. He said he couldn't play anymore. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think, I think if everything works out right with their players, he's not going to really get snaps because yeah. they're yeah, going to play – they're going to play with Haywood as the field corner, Faison as the boundary, and Hobbs in the slot. So I don't think yeah. Trufant's going to get snapped. Uh, you like Hobbs this year? Like you've seen good things out of that kid? Yeah, I mean, Hobbs is a great. good player. Solid yeah. player. Yeah, he's graded out well. Um, I, I will say uh, C.J. Uzama, if they do have some problems against these corners, could, could be a factor. The Raiders have been bad against the tight end kind of all year long now. Uh, Greg, I'll give you the unenviable task of – breaking down the Raider offense with Derek Carr. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, as we've mentioned, though, has looked really good the last couple of weeks. And I, you got to give that kid credit. 
Uh, you agree I with that, Craig? I thought in this game against the Chargers that he looked smooth and fluid with one cut downhill burst and acceleration. He His lateral agility was good. He worked mm. well in confined space. You know, he's not a small guy, Josh Jacobs. Um, so I thought he looked really good this week. Um, and he looked good a couple of weeks ago, too, against um, – who was it? Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had 130 yards, give or take. And I can't Yeah, no, he look, he's looked good the last, like, yeah. three games. Really yeah. good, in my opinion. Um, I find this offense really interesting to watch. I mean – Probably the Colts, Greg, or Denver? I think it was Denver. It was Denver. Denver, yeah. he had about 120, 125 yards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right, John. Um, you know, Carr is clearly a quality NFL quarterback. That's not even in question. Um, I would say that throughout games, though, he still shows a tendency to move when he doesn't need to. He throws a lot of balls off balance because he's got that whip-like compact delivery, and I'm sure he's been able to do that since he started throwing a ball at whatever age. Um, mm -hmm. But his pure arm talent can often compensate, but I think there's – there's kind of an inconsistency to me to his game, not in a way where you go, oh, my God, he's no good. But, you know, I, I just think there's a little bit of an inconsistency to his game. And then the matchup here, it, it's not great. Um, Bengals zone based, uh, no, he knows him pretty well. He, he played, they played this year, of course, and he didn't have a lot of yards, but I believe he completed a very high percentage of his passes. But you uh, know, yeah, he did not have a lot of yards. I mean, the, the simplistic approach would be to look at Darren Waller because the Bengals have been suspect against tight ends all year. I got a, th I got a thought on that, John. I got a thought on that. All Do right, it. what do you got? What's your thought? You know, they signed Trey Flowers uh, probably 10 weeks ago or so, mm -hmm. and he was a starting outside corner for the uh, Seahawks, and obviously they didn't think he was good enough to be the guy. There have been games this year when they've played quality tight ends where they've used him as a tight end matchup. Because believe it or not, John, you said they're zone-based. They're actually – their most played coverage is cover one. Really? It's not a super high percentage, right. but it's their most played coverage. So I would not be surprised to see Trey Flowers – not every snap. You know, he's not going to play. You know, it's not going to be 60 snaps. But it in, in given situations, I would not be surprised to see Trey Flowers matched on Darren Waller. Hmm. Now, what do you like? Do you like that matchup for Waller or not, basically? I mean um, – I think it's a – Let's put it this way. I think it's a good matchup for Cincinnati because they don't have anyone else. Yeah. Um, Waller's really good when healthy and feeling good. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to shut him down, but I think it's a good matchup. It, it, it's the best matchup they have because Von Bell is nowhere near as good a tight end matchup on Waller as Flowers is. But Flowers is tall. It's like 6'3 plus. And he's built pretty good. He's not yeah. slim. Yep. Yeah. How, how tricky overall of a matchup um, for Derek Carr do, do you view this here? You know, uh, his boy Hunter Renfro, he'll he'll be you know Mike Hilton will be on him uh, you know a fair amount of course. Yep. Hilton has always been good, but he's actually been their weak link. If you look at the numbers, they give up more inside than outside, and that's I guess Trey Wayne's and uh, Eli Apple, right? I mean, well, it's been Apple and Awuzie have been Awuzie, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And Awuzie's had a good year, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, so you know. How difficult of a matchup uh, do, do you view this here? Uh, you know, they, 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 can, they can get after the quarterback, too, a little bit with Hendrickson. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I guess the way I'd answer that is I don't view this as one side having a dominant advantage over the other. Um, 
you know, then it comes down to, you know, schemed calls and, you know, who's going to win one-on-one in given situations. Look, we know Renfro's a great route runner. He's a tough, he's a tough handle. And Waller yeah. is really good. Even if Flowers is on him, it doesn't mean Waller's not going to get targets or catches. Yeah. I guess, it, I guess it's, it's not, a, well, Hey, it's a playoff. It's not going to be a cakewalk for either offense of here. Course. These defenses here. All right. I think we've uh, covered that one moving on to new England and Buffalo. And I, I don't know if we need to spend a lot of time on this thing because, you know, I, I checked this morning. It's going to be like six degrees out there. Oh, Allen, not a lot of wind. Be, not a lot of wind. Be, there's going to be a lot of wind or not? No, no, very little. Oh, very little. oh but it, it's going to be balmy now. Cause I thought it was only going to be two degrees. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Oh, we're up from, we're, we're, we're approaching double digits here. Oh we're, my we're God. It's going to be wetting I mean, our asses off out there. Yeah, so, I mean, now what we can have is um, – I'm anxious to see the guys in the stands without their shirts on. Don't they die by, like, the second quarter? Oh, you know. I, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe if I was 17, I could do it. but No, no. you couldn't. No, you couldn't. Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, I, I will say I didn't wear a jacket in my 20s. Never Although, had a I guess if 20s. you had enough blackberry brandy, John, maybe you could. Who knows? That is true. That is true. But, no, I, I did not own a coat in my 20s, but that's neither here nor there. Um, do you think, Greg, maybe they actually come out and run the ball, uh, you know, make that a foundation of their offense almost? Buffalo? Yeah. They've been doing that the last couple of weeks, by the way, and their, their volume has increased. Their, their multiplicity of run game concepts has increased. And I'm just going to say this based on tape study, and you guys know that I think he's really, really gifted. But I think Josh Allen's been very erratic. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And I think and that he's going to have to play with a lot more discipline in this game, because when you play Belichick again for the third time, I, I think he's going to play off that. I think Allen, you know, what I typed in my notes after I watched the, when I ran through the Jets game, I said, um, Allen has been, he's not been scattershot, but he has missed a few too many throws that he must make and has made. Um, for much of this season, the Bills passing game has struggled versus man coverage, especially cover one. Amazingly enough, one of the few games they didn't struggle against cover one was the week 16 win against the Patriots. Um, that was a game in which Allen was not sacked, um, did not turn it over and was really efficient on third down. But he's not been he's been a little up and down. I think he's been leaving the pocket too often. He's been a little impatient. leaving some throws on the field. I think at times he's been playing a little too unsettled and too fast. Now, having said that, he'll probably come out in this game with that arm of his and the ability to make ridiculous throws that it seems like only he can make and and make unbelievable throws. And I'll sound like an idiot, but we know he can do that. I just don't think he's been that consistent, you know, as consistent this year as he was a year ago. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And we've been saying it for three, four months. They're asking him every week to be Superman, which in this matchup, we all know what happened, you know, in that ridiculously cold weather game a month ago. Uh, it was a win, but, though. Yeah. That was a win game. Though. That was a win yeah. game. True, true. All win. I, I, know, I know, but but I'm telling you, man, when it's like four out there, it's bad. I mean, I guess unless you're Aaron Rodgers. I don't think any – you know what? I've always believed, no matter where you live, when it's like that and you have to be out in it for a really long period of time, that no one's used to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you, it's, you know, it's weird. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Josh Allen in his career yes, he typically plays well in New England and horribly in Buffalo in this matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this year, 314 with three touchdowns in New England, 
Buffalo 145 and a touch last year, 320 and four touchdowns in New England, 154 and zero touchdowns in Buffalo. That's even weird. the year before. Yeah, it's two weird. Yeah. Eight and two and well, 153 and zero. He, he, I'm not saying anything profound here, but he obviously has to. I don't believe they can win this game unless he plays well. Now, does he have to be Superman? That depends right. on their approach and that depends on the game flow. I mean, obviously, if they don't have to score 35 to win, then he doesn't have to be Superman. But I don't think I don't think he can play average or below average and have them win the game. On the other hand, we'll get to Mac Jones, too, because they're they've leveled off big time. A lot. And, yep. you know, the old the old rookie wall is what everyone's blaming. Uh, but but with uh, the passing game, by the way, uh, Stefan Diggs here, he's done pretty well, Greg, against uh, J.C. Jackson. Um, and that'll be the that- matchup. For, that'll be the matchup for sure. What fascinates me is, uh, and Adam, maybe you have some information, maybe you don't, on Kyle Duggar. Yeah, uh, he is very limited in practice. So he's, he's better off than he was last week. But it, Oh, Dawson Knox game, Greg? Well, here's what I think they're going to do. And I think this is actually a good matchup for the Patriots. If this, I think if it's not Kyle Duggar, who's been their predominant tight end matchup, John, yeah. I think you're going to see uh, Williams, the big corner, number 33, who's the Vanderbilt kid who's 6'3", about 220. They've used him through the years to match up to tight ends, and he's a corner by trade. I think you'll see that matchup. Now, I'm not saying he wins the matchup, but I'm saying that's a good matchup. It's not an automatically Dawson Knox having a big game. Yeah. Is there any other matchup that, that you'd look at here? Um, you know, it's tough because they have well, so many damn receivers. Oh, maybe. And I guess uh, the other issue is now Jalen Mills, who went on the COVID list. Yep. It seems like everybody's coming off of it in time to play. So we don't know the answer to that as we speak here on a Thursday evening. Um, but if it's not Jalen Mills, then whoever they put at the other outside corner is that someone who's not really played a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who this guy is. Uh Joe Juan Williams. That's who I was talking about yeah. as the as the yeah. tight end matchup. He was right, actually right, 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 yeah. right. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he was like a third or fourth round. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, he's a big corner. Back to Singletary quickly. They're gonna uh, get Miles Bryant back, number 41. So he can play both inside and outside. How has Singletary looked to you? Um, it feels like he's a guy who's starting to get some momentum with the volume he's getting. Yeah, I think he looks good uh, he's not a great runner i mean by any means which they as adam knows they know that they know he's not a special back but they have to run the ball to some degree and he's the back that has obviously performed better all through the process than zach moss so he's the starter and he's the guy but i don't think he's a great back by any means yeah adam uh zach moss is he like in the doghouse no he's got emerge no, he's emerged as the backup. It's Singletary's the guy. That that's, right. that's been decided. The he went from having no role to being an aptitude to being the number two running back. It's Brita who has no role. The, you and I've talked about this before. Brita took Moss's role. They got sick of Brita, which has been the story of his career. He's benched. He's not even active. And now Moss is the two. I mean, Moss. There was a time where he was well in the mix to be the one. Yeah, oh, I, he I, was. No, he was there. Remember, as a rookie, they, they he was the guy, and they he got he kept getting hurt. Remember the toe injury. And then he was frustrating them. He wasn't decisive and enough, and uh, they kind of they he was in the doghouse for a while. Uh, overall, beatable matchup. That's kind of been the weakness for the Patriot D all year. Um, giving up four point six yards a carry to running backs the last four weeks. And then on the other side of things, 
obviously we know that the Patriots are are run heavy with the Damian Williams and Ramondre, and of course Bolden's got to get his right. I mean, what the hell do you have? Twenty fantasy points last week. Uh, but Greg, when you you look at the matchup here, I mean, where are there any good matchups? I mean, it's a bad matchup probably for Jacoby Myers against uh, Teron Johnson. Is there good matchups here? I would look to the Patriot tight ends, but what do you think? Well, it's the run game. You got to start there. I mean, I can't believe they're going to come out and toss the ball over the yard. First of all, it's going to be five degrees. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know oh, that. Right, right, right. Well, so they, it's going to be the. It's going to be. I, I personally believe, and I'm not trying to get into Bill Belichick's head because that's impossible and he's way smarter than I am, but I, I don't think that this could be a game where if it plays out the way he wants it to play out, Mac Jones will throw 18 balls, John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to line up with big people, with their fullback, Jakob Johnson, and a sixth offensive lineman, and they're going to see and try to force the Bills to step out of their comfort zone and play with three linebackers. The Bills have far and away the highest percentage of nickel snaps in the NFL with Teron Johnson, and they've had many games this year where 100% of their snaps have been nickel. And in the two games that they played this year, the Bills have stepped outside and have and have played with three linebackers. A.J. Klein did not play in the first game because I believe he was on COVID, and in the second game, A.J. Klein played. So I think this... They're going to try to run the ball. Um, and I think the reason that's even more important, John, is because of what I said about uh, Josh Allen. He's become a little impatient. And I think that if they, the Patriots can somehow control the pace and flow of the game and Josh Allen starts to feel that the possessions are slipping away, He's still going to get nine or 10 regardless. But I mean, you know, you start to get a feeling, even as a fan watching a game, oh, the game's moving along. If Josh Allen starts to get that feel, I think Bill Belichick feels like he might have him right where he wants him. Wow. Yeah. Well, and by the way, um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, and Josh is so gifted. He, any individual play, he can make a phenomenal play that could change the game. But I think Belichick's approach will be to try to control the pace and tempo of the game. Man, Mac Jones in this matchup, I mean, obviously we know what happened last, the first game, but, you know, the second game wasn't great either. I mean, the guy on the in the two games is completing 46% of his passes, 4.7 yards in attempt. Is there anything that jumps out to you when you think about these two matchups here? What did the Bills do to, I guess, limit Mac Jones' second game mainly? I mean, he was playing from behind, probably out of his comfort zone and all that, but he didn't do crap, basically. No, but but I think that that's kind of I'm just grabbing my notes from you know because I, I printed them out from from that uh, game. Uh, let's see, um, Jacoby Myers actually had a decent game with uh, six for fifty nine, but no one else did really anything. Kendrick Bourne had two for thirty three. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I I, I said that um, he, he, I can tell you what their template was. Uh, here's what I typed after I watched the tape. I said. Um, Bills an aggressive defensive template versus the Patriots. Man was the coverage foundation with cover one and two man the most played coverage. Two man was a foundational coverage, and that had not been the case up to that point this season. So they showed Mac Jones and the Patriots pass game, something they had not done a lot of that Mm. season. And they also featured a higher percentage of blitz than they normally do so they did a couple of things differently guys in that game and, I, and 
it probably, I don't want to say it caught him by surprise because I don't know what's in Mac Jones' head, but my guess is the Patriots didn't prepare for that to the same degree that they might have based on what the Bills had done up to that point. They, they call them unscattered looks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great well, term. You're exactly right. Given the Patriots a taste of their own medicine in that regard, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hunter Henry had six targets, caught one for nine. Yeah. And then Mac Jones was terrible on first down in that game. Yeah, there you go. Eagles, Bucks. Greg, I'll start with you. Is there anything about this game that you would look back at the previous matchup that, that stands out to you? Like anything you could take away from the previous matchup that you can apply to this one here on Sunday? Very little. Wow. Very little. And I, and, and I may be in the minority, but I think this game's going to be closer than people think. Hmm. And Adam and I will discuss that further on Sunday morning. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that Eagles gun run running game, you know, is is really hard to defend, really hard to defend. And Hertz has another week off. You will see him with design runs this week. I guarantee it. They're yep. going to try to get oh, those, those big dudes, Vea and yep. Sue, having to run and that is really difficult to defend. I'm telling you right now. It's and and by the way, the Bucks run defense is not as good this year as it was a year ago. You can yeah. look at a number on a sheet and say, oh, the number's still pretty good. But when you watch the tape, it's not the same. Last two weeks, yeah. I last totally two see weeks. it. Anything happen yeah. last two weeks that you noticed? Uh no, but it's just not the same all year, to be honest with you. I mean, okay. so I I think that's an issue. Um, I think the fact that Hurts can save plays with his legs will be an issue for the Bucs as well. Um, I just think that there's, I don't think it's going to be easy to defend the Eagles. I think they're going to run the ball. And from what I'm reading, and Adam would know more than I, but I think everybody's pretty much going to be a go, right? Sanders has not been clear for contact. We'll see. Not a guarantee he plays. Okay, but but I know Howard's going to be. Yeah, every, oh, he's off the injury report. Everyone else yeah, is, yeah. you're right. Yeah, everyone else is good. The big one, Sanders, though. Right. You know, it's, not only is Greg right in terms of you could throw the first matchup out, think about it. No Eagle running back had a carry in the first half in the first game. Think I think it. their running backs, John, if, if memory serves me correctly, had three carries in the game. They'll have three carries on the first It was first actually six for Sanders. Six. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they all came in the second half. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's why I asked the question. Uh, Greg, is it fair to say, like, when I look at the, t you know, just from my perspective, which is, you know, not a, based on film study or anything, but um, it seems like they can they can shut down you know mediocre running games like they did last year. But when they face a good running game, you're right, it's not the same. Well, it's a different running game. That's the right. thing. That too. It has, yeah. It has the hurts factor. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And and one coach told me something which I found very interesting. He said that their receivers aren't really good, but they're fast. And he says that changes the way you play. So, you know, we can sit here and say, you know, Watkins doesn't do much or Rager stinks, you know, whatever people want to say. I mean, yeah. we know Devonta Smith is pretty good and had a good rookie year. Yeah. But I found it very interesting when he said, you know, they've got a lot of speed at wide receiver, and that just changes how you go about defending them. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and people lose sight of that, you know, because speed is that's a trade. The yeah. only thing is the weather. And we'll see. I hate to bring it up, but the, it. Right now, it's probably going to rain, but it's better than it was yesterday. But the, the issue is the wind, not so much the rain. You mean it might be like a stormy kind of thing? Yeah, very right. You know, in Florida, things could change. But yeah. it's the wind is the biggest concern in the 20-degree, 20 20-mile-an-hour-plus uh, range. 
have we seen Jalen Hurts play in rain yet? No, not that I could think of. See, that's a thing. Some yeah. quarterbacks are just not any good. Well, wet ball. The the big question. Look, the way the Eagles play is they're minimizing the importance of Hurts as a passer, which doesn't mean they're not going to throw it. Obviously, they're going to throw it. Okay, but their game, their whole profile is not built on Hurts as a passer. Their profile is built on Hurts as a runner and what that does to the defense. That's their profile. Sure, sure. That said, uh, based on the matchup and and how Hurts has thrown the ball lately, your thoughts on his ability or, or Devontae, uh, uh, Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard, like, you know, the, your confidence level. In, in, you well, know, they are going to throw it, and yeah. those two guys are the receivers. We right. know that. I mean, Adam's spoken about that. They basically have two viable threats. Um, you know, anything else is gravy. They have two viable threats. Yeah, I don't see that's what they're looking. They're looking for Quez Watkins is that guy like every five weeks as their third passing option. Yeah, yeah. It just have not been able to find a third. It's just, it's, it's, to me, it's really detrimental. I understand and I agree with Greg's point. Their offense will go through Hurts and hit the way I understand it, his ankle is pretty good. I, if he has fewer than eight carries this game, I'd be shocked. And plus, the other problem is, in that first matchup, he ran the way I understand is he ran when he shouldn't have. You know, he one read ran. He, he started doing that. You know, this is the game where he didn't play well. They came back week, late, and that was week six. Right, right. Yeah. But there are some weeks when he just does not let the, the play develop. He, he'll have double digit carries. You watch, he will. Plus he will for sure. Um, I have him now with nine. I mean, that's I think I'll get know. more than that. That's very fair, though. It's that's that's a very reasonable number, but I gotta, I kind of think it's going to be like 12. All right, well, I'm, I'm upping it to 10 right now. See that? You see the input he, here? He, as one person told me, he's really smart. He goes, like, Look, man, when, when you have to play against a guy like that, it's like having to defend another gap. So to me, with that, knowing that, it, it's that's when he's got it going on. I don't, I, I we could argue whoever who's the most explosive uh, running quarterback is. Maybe Josh Allen is, maybe Taysom Hill, but this guy's close. He's shifty, Hurts. The oh, question God, also yeah. is, is how do they play in terms of personnel? Because if they play with two tight ends, the Bucks will play with their 5-2 front, and that does widen the front and theoretically makes it harder for Hurts to get outside. But yeah. we'll see. Maybe they'll play with 11 personnel, in which case the front won't be wide. You know, you know, we don't know the answer to that. Tactical. It's all tactical. I like it's it. all tactical. It's correct. Like it. like so, Adam, quick before we move on to Tampa, um, would would you be very very concerned about using Miles Sanders this week yes. in any damn format? Well, I look at it this way: it's his right hand. That's where he carries the football. That's where he had surgery on his his uh, hand three weeks ago. Um, the good thing is he's starting to work this week, but working is fine. His legs are fine. It's just can he get clear for contact on that hand? So uh, moving over to Tampa. Well, if they clear him. By the way, if he's active, I'm playing him. That that to answer, to take this even further. Okay. I'm just talking about him actually getting cleared to play. I don't know that he's going to get cleared yet. So, by the way, Tampa is pretty good against tight ends this year, or at least the last eight weeks by by all these numbers here: EPA per attempt, uh, fantasy points per target. Uh, they do give up some volume here, but we're not in the volume business when it comes to the Eagle passing game. Uh, 7.5 targets per game. Now, as we move over to the Bucks side of things. Greg, um, what is the what is the one main element here that is the key to the Eagle defense if they're to slow down 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like, is it is well, it Fournette? Mike Evans? I, no, no, it's it's not Fournette. Um, Mike Evans. It's it's Brady. Gronk. So it, it's Brady because yeah. Look, the the Eagles have essentially do do a couple of things on defense when it comes to the to pass defenses. They have five man pressures, which come from a five man front, and then they have four man pressures. So when they play with their five-man pressure, and this is really important. This is tactical stuff, but it's really important. When they play with their five-man pass rush, okay, they predominantly behind that will play either three under three deep in a zone coverage, or they'll play man. To me, either one is a mistake, okay? Because if Mm -hmm. you're playing three under three deep, there's too many voids for Brady, and he's going to pick that apart. And I just don't think they can match up in man. So I think I think you're going to see Jonathan Gannon rush for and play zone. And and just take take your chances. They're, they're not a high percentage blitz team. Their linebackers are not good blitzers. You can't ask guys to do what they're not good at against Tom mm-hmm. Brady. It's not, you know, it's easy for fans to say, oh, you gotta, you gotta blitz. Right. Well, you gotta have good blitzers. You know, they don't blitz well. No, we've talked. Hey, Greg, a a good friend of you and I, I'm not going to say who it is. Well, uh, on the, uh, I talked to this guy, this coach in the league that you and I know Greg many years told me a couple days ago, because he's, he's gone against Brady. He goes like, he's like, it's real simple. You're not going to give him anything you haven't seen, but what you have to do is within your defense, let's say it's a, let's say you typically, when you, when you disguise, you drop a linebacker. Well, this time drop a different player, something you haven't done before. But right. don't you can't change your defense. That's not, you just can't yeah. do that. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the Eagles a little are, bit different of uh, something they have not seen before in terms of one or two players that you have not used as a dropper. He said, "This is if he goes if I'm coaching against Brady, you have to give him something you haven't done before with some of your players, and they have to mentally be able to handle it." That's right. Can't give I mean, Carolina when they played Carolina this week in the first half, Carolina had a couple of snaps, and that's all it is with Brady. It's not like right. a whole you know. You're not talking 25 snaps, but right, there were a couple sure, of snaps, sure. John, in the first half where Carolina did a really nice job with disguise and late movement, and there might have been two plays where Brady got stuck in the pocket. There you go. So, so on those plays, you're hoping that you get a sack, maybe get a fumble, maybe get a pick, you know. Uh, but the other thing about Brady, which is so good, is if he truly doesn't see it, he gets the ball out of his hand throws it away it's not grounding because he throws it away in a way that it's not grounding and he just mm. moves on to the next play yep that's smart yeah that's why he's the, the smartest quarterback ever probably now what you described in terms of the eagles just kind of playing you know zone you know playing it safe is that how they played in week six because i believe back then that's when they were doing that yeah that's what did they did comp- in week six yeah so so they may not have simple- another choice really because they yeah. don't have the kinds of players that can play with aggressive pressure, you know, they're look, it comes down to the fact that they've got a really good front four and, but the bucks have a really good pass protection all line. I spoke to a coach this week who actually said that the two best players on the Eagles defensive front are Hargrave and sweat, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's. Ooh, hard. Oh, by the way, sweat. Now I'm hoping it doesn't turn into COVID. He didn't work today illness. So let's hope that's not good. That's mm. not good because the no. later in the week it gets, then he can't yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brady completed 81% of his passes in that game, as we know. So that's absurd. Yeah. See, here's the thing, thing, 
And I know we're spending too much time on all these games, but the other big thing is that when the Bucks get in the red zone, they score touchdowns. And the, and, and the Eagles' red zone defense has not been very good. That's a big factor in this game, John. Adam, is uh, Gronk a, a big problem for Philly? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't big play in the time, first right? Oh, yeah. They've had their issues covering tight ends. Uh, are I, they going to match up when Gronk lines up? I was just going to ask you that, Greg, because think about it. Their linebackers are small. Their safeties are older. I would think if they play, whenever they play man. They're going to play zone. Bit, uh, they're going to play oh. zone. Okay, they're playing. Well, I know lately playing a ton of zone. Yes. Here's yeah, my question. Play zone. They, they Here's have my to. question. Within that, do you bracket Gronk? What do you do? Well, then how are you going to play Mike Evans? I don't. You tell me. You're the expert. How are you going <laughs> to? Come on, man. I, I, yeah, I, I can't answer how they're going to do it, but I'm saying they've got some issues, which is why I think they're going to play zone. Well, Adam, let me ask you, because Brady in that game, and we'll move on in a moment, but as you know, completed 34 balls. Well, they were 34. off coverage, and they never challenged him. It was Correct. ridiculous. It well, was who pitch, the hell's catch, catching pitch, it this catch. week, though? But who's catching the ball oh, Grayson's, by the way, before we move on, Grayson's got a hamstring injury. They're not optimistic. They don't think they're so – this surprised me. The Ronald Jones' ankle injury is worse than they thought. He's not expected to play. But Fournette's uh, back. Yeah, Fournette's, Fournette's back. back. He'll isn't be in. He, isn't Gio Bernard back too? Uh, no, he's, yeah. he's he's well, not officially yet. He's starting to work. They'll but they him. could activate him Sunday yes, morning. He'd be the third back. And maybe on Bell. Maybe on Bell will be will be will yeah, be active. Yeah. Right. So my thing is, who the hell's Brady throwing it to other than Evans? And, uh, those and two, Gronk. Gronk and Evans and Tyler Johnson, Perriman, Tyler Johnson, other yes, guys. Perriman, yes, Perriman. Yes, yeah. Perriman. Boy, Bruce loves him. That's why yeah. he's back. Yeah, I mean, there could be a sleeper among Perriman and Tyler Johnson, I think. Uh, moving on to the Sunday slate here, the Niners and the Cowboys. This is a tough one uh, to wrap your head around here, Greg. I'll start with you again. And we always say Zeke Elliott and their offense is generally better at home. They run the ball better at home for whatever reason, but I don't know, man. They're not going to run the ball this week. Yeah, that's the most overlooked element of the Niners because all the focus, of course, is on Garoppolo and Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. But this front four over the last six weeks has been as good as any in the league. They go eight mm -hmm. or nine deep. And now that Greenlaw is back, their 4-2 front with Greenlaw and Fred Warner, really, really good. So, I mean, this is a really – this front is really good, John, really yeah. good. So it, which is scary because we know how Dak has been uneven. If he doesn't have that support with a great running game to work off of, and you know, it, it, it it's a little scary here. They're going to get Mosley back. I mean, they are beatable on the He's outside. Back. He played last week. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, let's say let's yeah. Beatable matchup on the outside, but let's say they, they can't run the ball. I mean, you know, what would your confidence level be then that D Dak can win the game via the pass? Well, he's capable of it, but yeah. I think they'll have some protection issues. I am certainly no offensive line guru, but I, I Tyrone Smith is at the point in his career where I think all, all these injuries have had a major impact, mm -hmm. and I think he looks stiff. Ooh. You know, and, I mean, again, I, if 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 a true guy who knows more than I do about a line play was on, maybe they tell me I'm wrong. I'm just giving you my opinion. Um, Arden Keys played exceptionally well over the last six weeks. Samson Ebukam has played well. They've got a bunch of guys like DJ Jones, Kevin Givens. They rotate guys in and out inside. I mean, they're they're this front's been really good. 
my, my if they could protect though, my one issue for the Niners is Thomas, the the, the Ambry Thomas. That's right, but he's gotten a little better each week, Adam. Uh, I'm not saying he's not okay. beatable. So yeah. Don't get me wrong, but okay. he has gotten better each week. How does Dante Johnson? I, I'm shocked that he's still in the league. Is he playing okay? Well, this week he was their nickel because K1 Williams did not play. Is K1 yeah. Williams going to play? Yes. Yeah. Then Deontay Johnson may not go this week. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, uh, cause I'm, I, I know he's tall, but his issue is with, with uh, movement. Yeah. Greg, uh, you know, K1 Williams pretty good. Um, you would think he'll be on lamb, you know, a bit here. Might well, they play the very little man coverage, John, just so you know. Yeah. They're a heavy, heavy zone team. Yeah. I'm just trying to isolate a specific matchup here. Uh, well, very difficult. I'm just being honest with you. There won't be one because they, right. they're a heavy, heavy zone team. I always like Cooper against zone for what it's worth. The, you know, precise route runner, you know? Yep. So maybe, I mean, maybe it I, is a coup. Maybe I'm look, on the, sometimes gonna, I'm right. And I'm for the wrong reason. I'm just, right. I'm just I think lucky. they're going to end up throwing the ball a lot. And I think you're going to have volume with it. Volume that's true. With a lot of receivers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I yep. have uh Greg, to your point, uh, guess who I have leading the weekend in pass attempts? Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think – and then I would not be surprised if it played out that way, guys. 38 attempts I have Dak for, uh, completing 24 for what it's worth. Um, for the Niners, obviously, they're going to run the ball and, and look to do that. Adam, quickly on uh, yep. Elijah Mitchell, is this like maintenance? I mean, it's a little worrisome. The yeah, guy. no, this is this is their plan. He, uh, Shanahan talked about it yesterday. He would – he was not going to do much they just to get him through the week. Now, if something happens tomorrow where he doesn't work, that's a problem. But uh, Nick Bosa, any injury stuff of note here? Um, uh, not Mitchell. really. Oh, Trent Williams work, is Trent working. Williams. Yeah, he's back. He'll play this week. Yeah, he's back. I mean, he was, from what I saw from Trent Williams this year, he was freaking great. Uh, and he's probably older than Tyron Smith, I think. Uh, he is. Yeah, uh, that's not great. Um yeah, Jimmy G, where where's Jimmy G at? Uh your your thoughts, Greg, on when they throw it. Um, you know, Kittle's a is a monster. I kind of like Kittle, but I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of Debo. Why wouldn't it be? Uh your thoughts on the passing game matchup here against Dallas. Well, they're gonna Did get it- they're gonna get a ton of man coverage, but they move people around the Niners. So will Diggs be on Samuel at times? Yes, but it's not gonna be one of those where here's Debo Samuel all the time. He'll yeah. be moving around. Diggs does not come inside. And Samuel mm-hmm. lines up all over the formation. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their pass game is very rhythmic. The the matchup I'm particularly interested in is Kittle versus J. Ron Curse. Curse just going to bring, yeah, I'm just going to bring that one up because he's their tight end matchup. He's so, their tight end matchup. And, right. And Curse is 6'4, 220. He's not a little guy. He, how does he move? Because I know he ran a slow 40 back at the combine. How does he move? He's had a great year for them. He's been a really important player for them. Now, I'm not saying he's going to shut down Kittle if they want to yeah. throw it to Kittle. Look, I don't think the Niners – the Niners, as, as you guys both know, are a schemed offense. They don't go into a game saying, hey, first seven throws, five of them have to go to George yeah. Kittle. They right. don't play like that. So, right. you know, that's why Kittle can have three great games in a row, John, and you think, okay, it's Kittle time, and the next week he gets four targets. Right, and Jennings was just – I would think Jennings was just – a. It was just by scheme he got open. So they Jennings thought. is a fascinating guy though for them because they work the middle of the field, yeah. and Jennings is a, a big freaking dude who's physical and competitive. He came out of Tennessee, played in the SEC, was undrafted because he ran a four seven four, but he's physical and tough. Mm. So for Kittle, like 
there are good matchup games where they, you know, design some big plays to him perhaps, and he goes off. But then the other thing you're looking for is if they are playing from behind and Jimmy G throws it 38 times. Well, then he'll get go. more targets. Yeah. But overall, the Cowboys have been good against the tight end this year. The numbers are. Uh, and they play a ton in, of man. So that speaks well to J. Ron Curse. Yeah. They're they're in the bottom third in terms of uh, EPA. I mean, he 10. can match up size wise, John, because he's long. So to Kittle. Now, oh, a couple questions, Greg. Did you see the kid? I know you're not, you, you might not have been watching the kid that filled in for Williams McKivitz. Did you see this kid? Oh, yeah, I watched him. What'd you think? I thought he actually played really well. <laughs> he, he got beat one time by Miller for a sack, but yeah. in, in crunch time down the stretch, they let him block one on one. They did wow. not give him help, and he handled himself very well. Colton McKivitz, what a name. Out of, I believe, West Virginia. Correct. Yes, he was more of a project, but that's a good story. I watched him coming. I watched him when he came out of college. Yeah, you know, Jennings. Most people thought he'd be a guard. Right, right. He was just a project, so that's a good story for them. Um, yeah. yeah, on Jennings, so he basically was the outside receiver, right, in this game? Opposite well, Ayuk. they move people around, yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, because obviously it's Ayuk, Samuel, and Jennings when they go three wide. Right, right. Well, he played a ton of snaps there. He sure did. Mm. Well, let's move on to uh, Pittsburgh and KC. And, Greg. Uh, I got nothing on Pittsburgh's offense, John. Uh, neither do I. Um, but man, what, what the hell happened to Casey's defense last week? I was on a plane watching. I could not believe, uh, Denver. Cause I watched Denver closely. They have not been running the ball at all going into that game. They ran for almost 200. Like what happened? Bad tackling, tackling. And early it was bad. Really early. It was bad. Yeah. That's why Denver got up in the game. Um, you know what? It's funny though. They, Lock, I mean, Locke's numbers were terrible, and he he did his usually falling away from throws and moving when he shouldn't move. But he he made some throws to Tim Patrick. It's good to see that happen. Well, here's what I, John, just here's what I type. Chiefs run defense showed two issues in the first half. They played two laterally versus the mid and outside zone run game, and their interior D-line at times could not hold the point versus double teams. Mm. So that's what happened in the first half. I would not expect that to be the case again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we got nothing on. Uh, I call him Buzzkill Ben, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know what to say about their offense, John. Everything's shallow, 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 yeah, shallow. Yeah, well, I, I wrote that I'm going to have to probably switch from beer to hard liquor to get through yeah. it, you know, honestly. Um, is, it's, that, it's, is that the 430 game on Sunday? That it's, is no, the Sunday night game. I don't know why they made that the Sunday night game. Oh, is that the Sunday night game? Yeah, you would yeah. think Dallas would yeah. give it. Well, because yeah. of Patrick Mahomes. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mahomes carved these guys up earlier in the year, Greg, I right? I mean, what would that tape look yeah, like? Yeah, that was and... a really bad tape for Pittsburgh. They they made so many assignment mistakes. And by the way, that was a Kelsey COVID game. He did not play. Oh, and wow. he just come back from COVID. And he didn't play that many snaps. But that was as bad a performance by a Steeler defense in terms of assignments that I had seen. It won't be like that. I'm not saying he won't carve them up, but I'm saying it won't be like that. Yeah. Oh, and they, the Steelers have some players back. They they were playing a bunch. They were playing some guys. Yeah. Normally wouldn't. They were without a bunch of players as well in that game. Uh, yeah. But Fryermuth didn't play in the first game. Hmm. Yeah, and I kind of like Fryermuth in in the in the game well, here. Uh, you know, the, I would the Chiefs. think, John, just a thought. Yep. They're going to end up throwing the ball and all. This could be a fifty. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, fifty attempt game for Ben, which means a lot of guys are going to get targets. I yep. think it's. I think the weather's going to be okay. Cold, but I think it will be clear. And uh, Adam, they did activate uh, James Washington for what it's worth. Yep. 
Yep. Just to murky those waters up, uh, muddy those waters up just a little bit more. What is up, Adam, in your mind with, with Tyree Kill? He did work on Wednesday. It's going to be fine. Which, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's yeah, a pretty he, good sign. It's just a little sore. Yeah, and he said it. They got lucky that it's it's okay. But, it, you know, obviously he got hurt in pregame warm-ups. And he yeah, wasn't himself was, in the game. That was unfortunate. <laughs> now, yeah. are we worried about Edwards Alaire? Was yes. that like it? Was that That's an actual only, downgrade? That well, today? that that is the only one they're concerned about. They're, they they believe they're going to have Daryl Williams. Uh, Kelsey's fine with a hip injury. The defensive guys on the injury report they think they're going to have. The only one they're concerned about is Clyde. Yeah. We'll see. All right, we can uh, move on then to the last game here, the Monday Night Affair. My one favorite one. is breaking yeah. down the Monday Night Wild Card game. You know, traditionally, guys, Good game. I love hey, hey, it. First one ever, <laughs> John. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. Oh, that's right. It's Super de duper. Yeah. First one on Monday game. night, right? Super we duper Wild Card Weekend. Super de duper. We, we got a little Barney with it, Greg. Uh, we, we, your kids? Did you? Uh, oh, you big, a, a big Barney, Barney guy. Big Barney. Yeah. Big Barney guy. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, he used to do and a good impersonation of big, him too. Big Blues Clues, Big Barney. Oh yeah, I'm a Steve guy from way back. Yeah, yeah. you know. Little, how about a little Rugrats? No, no, we weren't big on that Rugrats. Ah, oh, you missed it, man. That was great stuff. But anyway, uh, Arizona and LA. Greg, you you were talking to me off the air about Arizona and their and their D, right? Um, what what were your what were your thoughts on the on the Cardinals? That well, here's my first question to Adam: mm-hmm. Are they getting any corners back this week? Ooh, the Cardinals? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they think Marco Wilson will play. Okay, because he, he was a starter all year. A yes, starter, yeah. they're not getting offered back. Oh. So, a, Wilson yeah. will play. So, will if that's the case, in Peterson base, will play. they won't be in base at hardly ever because the Rams are an 11 personnel offense. So, the outside corners will... Kevin Peterson was cleared, by the way, out of concussion protocol, so he'll play. So, it could be... Well, yeah, Peterson got hurt this week. Yeah, he, they cleared him, though. They cleared him. Okay, so he's okay. Yeah. Um, let me just grab my notes Well, Byron here. Murphy was kicking inside, Greg, but he's He always gonna kicks be inside when they're in their nickel. He always plays inside. Mm-hmm. So that's, He's not that's, very good, by the way, inside. Well, he's got a lot of talent. So oh, the yeah. question is, who plays outside opposite Wilson? Is it Kevin Peterson or Antonio Hamilton? Yeah, Hamilton. Uh, gosh, he he played a lot last week. Well, he did because he replaced. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's got. I mean, I remember him from the Steelers. He's he's like a fifth corner. Hamilton and Breon Borders ended up being the outside corners. Yep. Oh my inside. goodness! Wow, oh boy, Greg. Uh, the Cardinals over the last eight weeks give up the second most fantasy points, which means nothing to you, but it basically means yards and touchdowns mm-hmm. out of the slot. Uh, so, and, uh, and that is Murphy, I guess. And that would explain why Lockett and Metcalf, well, really Lockett, uh, he had two touchdowns last week. Yeah. I yeah. mean, a perfect example of that though, John, and I'm not saying that those stats are stats, but like yeah. the Lockett had a 43 yard touchdown, which came when he was number three to trip. So that's viewed as slot, but it was, it was covered. Three, it was three under three deep behind a five man rush. And they just played it so incredibly poorly. So you get a 43-yard touchdown, and and it looks like oh they're bad against the slot, but it was right. it was just a zone played really badly. I'm just looking to see is Cooper Cup catching nine balls this week or 15? You know, I mean, because well, they played week 14, and that was Stafford's best game of the season. Ah, yeah, there you go. Cup actually didn't didn't I don't think, oh well, maybe not. Oh no, he had some big l- plays in that game. Yeah, I'm looking at right. I'm looking at the last three games actually in the matchup. But he's averaging nine uh, catches a game 
but yeah, I believe he they're had gonna a big get a, game. They're going to get a lot of zone coverage, John, because Vance Joseph this year really cut down on his cover one. Last year, he played a ton of it. This year, because of his corner situation, I would imagine has cut down significantly on playing man, and they play a a, I shouldn't curse a boatload of zone. Yeah, <laughs> gonna say shit ton. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I'll let you, you say it. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, we cur- we curse now. By the way, I I, I didn't do. know that, but yeah, we do. Um, Cooper Cup had 13 grabs in that last game for 123 and a touch. So, you know, he's probably going off again here, and that's yeah, a great oh, nugget yeah. about uh, Stafford and uh, Adam. Anything going on with? Oh, the Rams have a lot of injuries in their in their secondary. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, what is what is the deal with uh, Daryl Henderson? Like, not, he's not, not going to play this week. week. No, he's not playing this week. What if they win? And you know, uh, I don't know that. I just know he's not playing this week. Right. And I would the, think though he's the third back now, so I don't even know what. You, oh, when he comes back, yeah, yeah, you would think, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So they're locked in, Greg to Michelle, like locked in. And Can you tell about Acres? Could did you see anything? Like, he got. I mean, no, he, but I mean, he's gonna. He's only gonna get better and better each yeah. week. So he's gonna be the back with Michelle. Yeah. I don't know, John. I don't know how they're gonna map out the carries, but Henderson, even if he's healthy, is not gonna be part of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we did love Michelle and that fit there. Uh, when they made that deal, it took a little while, but he's the guy. Um, what else do I have here? Well, uh, Higby has been heating up a little bit. Cardinals are typically good against the tight end, but uh, where are we at with, with Kyler Murray? You know, uh, our guy Graham Barfield had some great nuggets uh, in his stat pack article that you should read every week. It's 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 unbelievable, but you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but here's some numbers for Kyler Murray with and without. DeAndre Hopkins uh, completion perf- percentage 71 72 first without him uh, he's fifth um, you know YPA 8.8 with him first without mm. him seven mm. uh, which is 16th you know everything across the board Greg is that kind of consistent with you know your tape study that this is not the same passing game without Hop? well I think that's a very fair statement yes um, they're they're a an interesting passing game to watch. They there's a lot of intermediate and vertical route concepts and combinations. There's a big play dimension to their passing game, which is one reason why Murray's yards per attempt is among the highest in the league. Um, but there, to me, their pass game shows little rhythm or sustaining element. It's become a function of individual plays, yeah. both pocket throws by Murray or secondary action throws and runs. And as the year has progressed, I don't have the numbers. And maybe the maybe I'm wrong in terms of numbers. I'm only speaking to the tape. I think that his efficiency from the pocket, especially on third down, has not been as consistent as it was earlier in the season. I mean, here's another one. EPA... And that's a big, you know. What does that? What does that mean? Expected points added. I don't even know what that means. Per, well, I thought that was an environmental protection agency. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, basically, you know, if you look at it from a defense, you know, if it's EPA, if it's point two zero, then you can get point two zero more points in this matchup than usual, you know, than your average or whatever. But okay, EPA I still don't know what it means, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at explaining, but EPA uh, <clears throat> per play with them, uh, third best, without them, 24th best. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, D Hop is when he has D Hop, he adds this much production to Murray. Without him, it, 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 I get it. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, what else here? Injuries with the running backs, Adam. Uh, looks like they're both game time decisions, or at least James Conner. Yeah, well, Con- yeah, yeah. You know, Be- uh, not Benjamin. Um, the other kid uh, said he thinks he's going to play. Um, uh, Edmund said he's playing. Yeah, actually. yeah. He said he's playing, and then they'll see on Connor. He's 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 sore. Um, the the Rams are really beat up in the secondary. You know, Jordan Fuller's done for the season. One of their yeah, they signed Eric Waddle. Kit Weddle, can you yeah, believe that? Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know what that. I, I have no I idea. I mean, it that tells is. you that. Well, they're, they're they have they have a bunch of guys hurt. So okay, so they're. So who else is hurt in the secondary besides Fuller? I will give you that in a second. Uh, Darius Williams shoulder. Uh, they'll so see him. Won. He will not play. They don't know yet. Um, Taylor Rapp has is concussion, so they're down two of their. T- say, they don't know yet. They'll see if he gets cleared. Um, yeah. So you, you, when you're down two safeties, potentially. That that's when Eric Weddle's back. That's not good. That's not Greg, good. Uh, the theory behind expected points added is simple. The statistic is used to try and define how many points a player or play is worth to a team. Every play is considered within with context in mind, meaning down and distance and field position are used to evaluate the amount of EPA compared to the actual result of the play. So, you know, if if D hop you know, returns, then you can expect there's a measurement of the improvement that you should mm-hmm. expect Got from it. Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you have better players, you're a better team. <laughs> yeah. Basically, right. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe so. And it gives maybe you a so. metric for it if he comes back. <laughs> on the yeah. But it's always, it's also good for defensive stats. <laughs> right. You know, okay. Like, you know, like I had mentioned, like EPA for tight ends. Uh, let's see. Um, the Raiders. You can expect a higher percentage of completion rate if the hop comes back and there that's the number right yeah and uh, the raiders for 0.36 epa against uh tight ends but you know there are some teams that are good against tight ends so it's negative it's a negative number uh for example the patriots are negative 0.28 uh that's the complete opposite yeah, I, of the spectrum. I, I'm de- as much as i'm disappointed the rams choke last week i, I still believe based on our talk here i'm now i'm more worried about murray than i was with those numbers I'd yeah. be very worried. Uh, now, of course, the one thing they have is depending on what the Rams secondary looks like, that would help them. Um, I don't trust the Cardinals in the spot. You know, they've been no. a really good road team this season, like one of the best. Yeah. And then, Greg, the main thing is, again, you know, Jalen Ramsey. I- I'm guessing that they don't, like, travel Jalen Ramsey. No, they week. won't. They won't. Yeah. So how, what has he been doing when he's not traveling late in the year? Is it early in the year, like just playing slot? No, he basically? either plays outside or he moves in the slot, but they don't travel him. Right. Rarely, I mean, rarely do they. And right. I don't think they will travel him this week because I don't think they'll view a receiver uh, on the cards that he must match up against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like a faux travel kind of like, you know, didn't they kind of travel with DK? A couple Once weeks in ago. a while, but it's it, yeah. yeah, and I know you always look for these kinds of things, John, but not in the way you would really like, is what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, that that I mean, Christian Kirk that helps. I mean, but then again, he's going to be in the slot sometimes, so right. You know, no, they basically they line up green on the outside, almost always to the right, not 100, percent but always, almost yep. always Kirk in the slot, and um, Wesley uh, is is now the other wideout. He He's on the left often. On the left. Uh, AJ Green could still run a little bit, though. I will say that. Oh, he's not terrible by any means. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Well, there it is. I think we're good. I think we covered it all very uh, comprehensively in one hour's time. 
And then, of course, next week we'll only have four games to do. So we'll wrap it here. Greg needs to get home. It's cold out there. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. well, actually, not that cold today, right? Um, I actually did go outside. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Good luck in the playoffs and enjoy those playoffs. And we thank our guy, Ben Kukanis, for Greg Cosell and Adam Kaplan. I'm John Hansen. Enjoy those playoffs. We'll catch you next week.